Hello, this is Mary Christopher, and today is September the 11th. It's been a rather momentous week for the world. Uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, passed away on September the 8th. She was at Balmoral Castle in Scotland at that time, and of course the rest of the week will be devoted to the rest, well, up until September the 19th, which is the official funeral, will obviously be devoted to a lot of interest and focus on her her life and her reign as Queen of England. Uh, she was born April the 21st, 1926. She passed away September the 8th, 2022. She ruled for 70 years and 214 days. And she was uh, became queen in 1953 after her father passed away in 1952. So, um, there are a number of things that are notable. Uh, one is that she's the longest living monarch uh, in England, for sure. Um, I'm not sure about the whole entire world, but definitely in England, and she uh, came of age during uh, World War II and served uh, in the military in, in an auxiliary unit where she became a mechanic and fixed trucks and drove trucks and um, did her bit for the war effort. Very unique person, and I I do have friends and acquaintances who are disdainful. Um, they're like, why do we even have a monarchy, and what's the point? And I I mean, it's like really, they have very strong feelings about this. And what's interesting to me about that is. That she is an example of someone who had huge responsibilities and took on those responsibilities of governing and did a commendable, if not amazing, job. When she became queen, England was still recovering from World War II. There was still rationing in England. They were still trying to get back on their feet. They were still rebuilding from the horrendous bombing, especially in London. Um, I mean, you know, the compared to that, the U.S., you know, bounced back very quickly, but we, of course, we weren't bombed over here um, or invaded. And another interesting thing is that Britain pretty much held out on its own with with help, of course, from the U.S. in terms of 
armaments, but the U.S. was late in coming uh, into the war and to World War II, and France was under German control. Of course, Italy was run by the fascists. Um, so England, Great Britain held out. Like, they, they fought back. They were ferocious. And, and they refused to even consider giving up. I mean, there were people who did, obviously. So why am I going on about this? Well, we live in a time where um, for, for some people in public life, their word means nothing. They will say anything, do anything, line up with anybody in order to retain power. They, uh, people swear to uphold the Constitution and then uh, disregard it and throw it out the window at the first opportunity. So it, there are many problems <laughs> with that. I mean, one being that pe these people obviously have no personal integrity. And the other being is that it destroys trust in government. So one of the things that Queen Elizabeth was able to accomplish was she was able to restore trust in the monarchy. She wasn't perfect. There's no such thing as being in those positions of responsibility and being perfect or pleasing everybody or anyone sometimes. But she was able to restore confidence and trust in the kind of government that exists in Great Britain and in the United Kingdom, what, what is left of it. So that's saying quite a lot, because if people don't have trust in the form of government, and they see and hear about all these people who are coming into positions of responsibility and taking personal advantage, it destroys our trust in government. And that, if it goes too far, creates chaos and all kinds of trouble. And the, the trouble is, is going to be for our children, our grandchildren, and their children. So whatever we do now, those of us who are able to vote and make choices and like that, whatever we do is is going to create the world that our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren live in. What kind of a world do we want them to live in? So Great Britain has a, a monarchy with parliamentary, it's a parliamentary monarchy kind of system. 
And so the, the monarch is supposed to work with parliament to govern the country. And in the U.S. we have a three, basically three-part system, which is the president, Congress, which is made up of two houses, as I'm sure you know, and the Supreme Court, or the legal branch. So, what we've seen over the past several years is that people's trust in those branches of government has gone way down. And part of it is that the system that we have in place is not working for everyone. In fact, they're, they're in some parts of our country, the system is not working for a lot of people. So people get all frustrated, and which, which is bound to happen. I mean, that's completely understandable. People get all frustrated and decide, well, well, let's just tear the whole thing down. There, that'll show them, right? Well, it doesn't work that way. The more we tear things down, the more chaos is created. And if the chaos, if the level of chaos gets high enough, um, the military can step in. So somebody in the military can say, okay, well, Chaos has reached too high a level. We're taking over the country. Right? Well, that's about the last thing we need. And we know that that's going on in other parts of the world, and it's a disaster. I mean, you know, in those countries, the rule of law is a joke. It's a complete joke. And people are suffering. I mean, if people thought it was bad before, right? The military's job is not to run the country. Okay, that's <laughs> that's not it. But I promise you, if the levels of chaos get too high in a country, people who want power will will find some way to grab it. And then anybody who disagrees with them is in big trouble. So um the reason the other reason I'm talking about this is that when when we look at things like the monarchy like the development of government in the US like the constitution like the declaration of independence all these systems that have developed require people all, like all of us in the U.S., all of us in Great Britain, all the people in France, all the people in Canada, I mean, anywhere around the world, it requires all of us to be responsible, to have integrity, to keep our word, to help each other. There is no government... There's no form of government in the world that will work if people don't 
handle themselves. If people are irresponsible. So, this is the thing I admire so much about Queen Elizabeth, is that she was a very responsible human being. She was a mom. She and Prince Philip had four children. And they weren't perfect parents. They were public parents, for sure, in many ways. But what she was demonstrated with her life was being responsible, showing up, uh, knowing what her responsibility was. And yes, she had a lot of help. She had a lot of help. And she was a very responsible person. She did not complain. She did not blame. She didn't run around blaming whoever was the prime minister for whatever. And one of her, the very last things that she did was to welcome the new prime minister in Britain and swear that person in. That happened last week. That was like her, apparently her last sort of official act. So she she took on the responsibility of serving Great Britain, serving the people of Great Britain, and serving the Commonwealth, which at that, when she was, became queen, it was quite extensive. So she's a great example of that for men and women. We just, we can't falter. Again, she was not perfect. And she made no effort to be perfect, but she was responsible. And I think that is is just a tremendous example. And I think because of that, she is like a living archetype for our world. If we think of living on this planet as being kind of an ongoing drama, right? Which... Um, People who, writers who are really good, get that across. So, for instance, Shakespeare, uh, Dante with the Divine Comedy, um, Star Wars, right? Star Trek, right? Like, all these epic productions that we all like to go watch. They're all examples of humans trying to figure out how to make things work. And we, you know, humans get ourselves into very <laughs> dreadful situations. And we have all kinds of personal flaws. And we make some really bad decisions sometimes. Or we make a number of very small bad decisions which get us into a pickle. Um, but if you think of, of human life as drama, that, that we're acting, and I don't mean that we're memorizing lines, but when we 
when we do things, we're participating in this like human drama. So when we get someone like Queen Elizabeth or Eleanor Roosevelt or Madame Curie or I'm just I'm naming women right now, obviously. Um, or Amelia Earhart, or just any anybody that you can think of in your own life, because we all have people that we know who have been very responsible in their life. They have been very committed to being responsible human beings. And so I think Queen Elizabeth is a wonderful example of that. And whether you <laughs> like the monarchy or think she was a good queen or whatever, I think she is due respect for her sincerity and her integrity and her willingness to be responsible. So, there are uh, many people in the world today who this is a big change for them. And, of course, for her immediate family, it's a big change. This is not easy for any of them. So, certainly have lots of people in my prayers right now. And, and especially, especially um, thinking about how can we make this world a better place, right? How can we do that? How can we work together better to do that? So wherever in the world you are, if you are part of the United Kingdom, regardless of your feelings or opinion about the monarchy. <laughs> I, I don't think that's the point right now. Um, I think that this is a good time to have a look at what we're doing, like in our personal lives. What, what are we doing? What are we doing? to make things better. Not just for ourselves, but for neighbors and friends and taking care of all the responsibilities that we have. And maybe not blaming people so much. Right? Maybe taking responsibility for our part in whatever's going on in our lives. Because that's the only thing we can do anything about. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I, I deeply appreciate your listening and your, your comments. Um... And showing up and doing the doing the things you do in the world. It's, I deeply appreciate that. So, 
I am going to go inside because I'm being bombarded by mosquitoes. It's very humid here in Atlanta. I'm going to get myself inside and we'll do we'll do our meditation. I've been outside and I've been walking around to keep ahead of the mosquitoes, but they're sort of relentless today. So I am taking myself inside and we will get our meditation done. Just finishing up. Football game is on. Atlanta, their uh, football game, National Football League, uh, is NFL is playing in Atlanta today. They're playing the New Orleans Saints and. The last time I looked, Atlanta was slightly ahead. So that's the football news for today. Right? Right. Okay, I am inside. I'm going to get comfortable. So if you've been sitting for a while, uh, good idea to get up and stretch, right? Because, as we know, we most of us sit too long. And when it's humid like this, and I don't, I'm, I hope your weather wherever you are is good. But when it's humid like this, and and the mosquitoes are relentless, then you know no one wants to get outside. It's like, woo, stay indoors. So if you've if you've been sitting then stretch i stretched before i went outside to do my podcast and this week i have been making a very um concerted effort to drink more water so i hope that you're drinking plenty of water which is very essential for all of our systems to work well and it doesn't matter really whether it's I mean it does but we need to be sure we're drinking water year round spring, summer, fall winter and coffee and tea do not count as drinking water because they are dehydrating in the process of moving through our system so I I have my bottles of water with me, ready to go. And I was thinking that today we could do a, a little bit of gratitude for the ancestors in our lives who have worked hard um, to provide. This could be parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, great-great-grandparents, uh, 
Um, I can pretty easily trace my family on both sides back to my great-grandparents. I never met my great-grandparents, but I did know three of my grandparents. And they worked they worked hard and they did their best to be responsible people and contribute to their communities and take care of their families. So they whether we understood that or not, in their own way, our ancestors worked and did the best they could to make the world that we live in now a good place for us. So I, and they couldn't see, you know, way ahead, but if we're here, like we're here, right? <laughs> we're on the planet. So there are a number of people in our past, our ancestors, who worked hard and were did their best to be responsible so that we would be here and we would have food to eat and some kind of peace and community uh, for our survival. Um, they could not see all the difficulties that would arise, but I know if we're here, if we're here, if we're on the planet right now, we have ancestors that worked hard and cared. So I was thinking we could do a gratitude meditation for our ancestors. And some of you may know your grandparents. Some of you might even know your great-great-grandparents. And it it doesn't matter if you don't know them or know who even know their names, right? We can be grateful. So let's let ourselves get settled, find a comfortable place. Now that we're stretched out and a little bit more relaxed, find a comfortable place, sitting down. I'm sitting on the floor, I'm leaning up against the sofa. Um, it's a comfortable spot for me. I'm sitting on a pillow from the sofa, and it's quiet where I am. No mosquitoes yet, right? Windows are closed, no mosquitoes. And if you can be outside without the bugs, that's great. And I will probably begin just with myself to see myself in a nice, cool, maybe the redwoods. Maybe I'll go sit in the redwoods in my imagination today or by the beach. Because if there's a nice breeze on the beach, there, it blows the bugs away. So, we'll do some of our breath work and then we'll spend a few minutes and just be very grateful for our ancestors, for good family friends, for our friends growing up, for all those people who have loved us, and cared about us, whether they were perfect or not, right?
Let's do that. As you breathe in, following your breath, down into your solar plexus, feel yourself becoming more centered. As you breathe out, following your breath, Hmm, big yawn there. Following your breath from your solar plexus in the bottom of your lungs up through your past your heart, through your windpipe, your throat, and out into the space all around you. Allow yourself to relax and settle in. As you breathe in, feel yourself becoming more centered. As you breathe out, very gently following your breath from the bottom of your lungs all the way up and out through your nose or your mouth. Allow yourself to relax a little bit more and settle in. And when you're comfortable with your breath, you're feeling centered and relaxed, then bring your awareness to your heart. And just let your thoughts go to your ancestors or to people you've known growing up who have always cared about you, friends who've cared about you. And allow their love and graciousness and thoughtfulness, allow yourself to feel that, to absorb the wonderful and amazing love from our ancestors, family, friends. Doesn't matter whether they understood us. Doesn't matter that they weren't perfect. They cared about us in their own blessed way. Just let yourself be with that for the next few minutes.
Now as you breathe in, following your breath, all the way down into your solar plexus, be aware of how centered you are. And as you breathe out, following your breath, all the way up from the bottom of your lungs, past your heart, to your throat and out through your nose or your mouth, be aware of how relaxed you are, how at ease you are with yourself. And when you're ready, as you breathe out, following your breath, allow yourself to, re to relax and gently open your eyes. Very good. Good work. Good work. So I hope that you could feel a little bit or maybe a lot of the love and the effort, the energy, even the genius, right, of our ancestors. And I hope that you were encouraged by that. So let's head out into this week. Just keep up the good work that you're doing. See if you can weave a little bit more meditation time into your day. You'll be nourished and strengthened by that. Take good care of yourself and thank you for listening. Remember to breathe.